Well, greetings and welcome to the podcast that we call Time in God's Word. And this is David Carnes, and it is great to be with you as always. And here we are at the end of another week. Time flies, doesn't it? But now, as we come together today, we're in the midst of a series that we're calling Items of Assurance for the Believer. And we're in 1 John, and it is in chapter 5 and verses 13 through 21 that we see the assurances that John gives to us. Actually, there are five that he lists. But now, at this point in the series, we're looking at the third item of assurance, and that third item is victory over sin. Again, every believer in Jesus can be guaranteed victory over sin. And we see this in verse number 18 of chapter 5. And we found early on, what we found was, as a result of the Christian's victory over sin, then the life that the Christian lives, it's going to be marked out by righteousness. This is how the Christian's life is consistently lived out. Now, we're not saying that the Christian lives a perfect life. But again, what we are saying is the Christian's life is lived out and marked out and known as a life that is righteous. But now, as we brought that out, we then were forced to ask a question. And the question is, so how is this done? I mean, what enables the Christian to live this way? I mean, again, there is no way you or I can live a life of consistent righteousness on our own, under our own strength. And so we're posing that question, and we're answering that question right now. And we are actually finding the answer in 1 John, but now we're not finding the answer in chapter 5. We're finding the answer in chapter 3. And so now, the last time we found that one way the Christian is enabled to live a consistent, righteous life is by loving the Word of God. You remember that? We found that in chapter 3 in verse number 4. But now today, as we continue to answer this question, we keep just walking through chapter 3 of 1 John. And we find ourselves today now in verses 5 and 6. So you got that, right? First <laughs> John chapter 3 and verses 5 and 6. And that is our text today. And again, we answer the question, so how is the Christian enabled to live out a consistent life of righteousness? And we continue to answer that question now as we spend time in God's Word. Number two, if you're a note taker, write this down. The true believer in Jesus has experienced the work of Jesus. That's number two. The true believer in Jesus has experienced the work of Jesus. Now, let me just focus on verses 5 and 6 at this point. And again, we are in chapter 3 of 1 John. Let me bring out some key truths here. But you look back at your Bible, verse number 5, this is what John writes here. John writes, you know that he appeared to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. Now, you see that. And as we look at this, understand that John right here brings up the incarnation of Jesus. That is what he is speaking of. He is speaking of our Lord's first coming. And again, we see this in the little phrase. You look back at your Bible where he says, you know that he appeared. That's Jesus in his first coming. But then we keep reading. You notice John tells us why Jesus came. You ask the question, why did he come? What was the purpose? 
Look at verse 5 again. In verse number 5, the Bible says to take away sins. That's what it says. Now, I want you to stop right there. And we're going to dig into this a little bit. But I want us to just focus on this for a moment because this is a very interesting phrase. But you look at this and you look at this and your immediate thought might be, all right, so John's saying that Jesus came so that our sins are forgiven. That's what he's saying. You say to yourself that God's wrath towards sin would be placed on Jesus at the cross and then for all that to come to Jesus by faith, all that come to Jesus by faith, then the wrath is not experienced since it's been placed on Jesus. So there's forgiveness of sin for the true believer. And so you look at that phrase that I just read to you and you look at that phrase and that's what you could think it is referencing. But let me say this. That's not what that phrase is speaking of. What I mean by that is, in the Greek text, there is a word that's used here. In the Greek, the word is iro. And the word iro is a word that actually means to take up, it means to lift up, it means to carry away, it means to remove. That's what the word means. And so when we see this word then in the Greek text, and so glad that we can do this, right? Just to dive into the meaning of the Greek word. What we then come to find is John isn't at this point speaking of Jesus coming to, to see that sin is forgiven to those that come to him by faith. Even though, by the way, that is truth. But what John is saying here at this point in time in this scripture, he is saying as a result of the coming of Jesus there then is a removal of sins in the life of the true believer. There is a carrying away. There is a removal of sins constantly taking place in the life of a believer. That's the point he's making. And by the way, but you notice in verse number five, John speaks of sins. By the way, look at it. He speaks of sins in the plural form, doesn't he? He does not speak of, of, of sin as a category here. Singular. He's speaking of individual sins here. But now with that said, hold on to that, okay? Hold on to it. But then with me, move to verse number six. And then we're going to just tie all this together. But watch this. In verse number six, John writes this. He writes, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Wow, you see that. Now again, here's a statement in which John says in the first part of the verse, he says what? He says, the true believer in Jesus does not make it a habit of sinning. Do you see that? Very clear, isn't it? No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. But then in the second part of the verse, John writes this. He writes, no one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Now right here, John, you know what he's speaking of? Or who he's speaking of? Right here, he's speaking of the lost person, the one who keeps on sinning. And notice that John says that the lost person has not seen Jesus or known Jesus. Now, I want you to understand something here. But this is John's way of speaking of the relationship with God. That's how he speaks of it here. Seeing Jesus, knowing Jesus. He's speaking of the relationship. He's speaking of the intimacy. And right here, he is saying, you know what? The lost person's not in this relationship. Not like the saved person is. No. There's a lack of relationship with God for the lost. And that's what the word seen is speaking of. That's what the word known is speaking of. But now with that said, here's what I want you to see. 
Here's what I want us to take away from this. But you go back to verse number five. Go back up there. And remember that John says that in part, Jesus came so that sins will be taken out of our lives. That's what he says in verse number five, right? That's what he says. But then in verse six, John brings up the relationship. He says that the lost are not in this relationship. But I want you to hear me on this. But what that then says to us is if the lost are not in this relationship, that just reminds us that the saved are. That's what you can get out of verse number six. But then with all that said, what this all is teaching us then is the one that is in a relationship with God, for the one that is saved, the true believer in Jesus, then the sins in your life begin to be taken away. Removed from your life. I mean, you bring the two verses together. You bring verses 5 and 6 together, then that's what you get here. This is what comes out of all of this. And, and let me say this, but there is the reason that in the life of the Christian, sins are removed from your life. And that is, here it is. Because this is what John just said. Sins begin to be removed from your life. Why is that? Let's start with this. Because for the Christian, you're in this relationship with God. Therefore, you're in a love relationship with God. You love God and you love Him more and more. You're in this relationship with Him. And so again, as a result of coming to faith in Jesus, you love God. This relationship means that you're coming to know God more on a daily basis. The result of all this is then you just want to turn from sins in your life, right? Because you love God so much. And you are coming to know Him so much more. And as you find Him so much more intimately involved in your life, as a result, as sin comes, you see it for what it is. You turn from it. It's called repentance. If you dive into it, you confess it and you ask for forgiveness. And you repent. And this is what you want to do. And what you come to find in time and time again, then sin begins to be removed from your life. And understand this, but instead of living habitually in sin, what you see happening is you're living more and more in habitual righteousness. And so in part, it's the relationship that enables the Christian to live a life of consistent righteousness. This relationship that we enter into when we come to faith in Jesus. And as we live in this relationship with God, we come to love Him more. And as we love Him more, we desire to live as He would have us to live. I mean, that's what happens. But again, it is the relationship with God, a relationship that includes God speaking to His children through His Word, guiding us through His Word, encouraging us through His Word, sharing His plans with us through His Word, even disciplining us or rebuking us when that sort of action is needed. But this relationship even includes God working through our lives, providing for His own, protecting His own. But it is what takes place, again, when one comes to faith in Jesus, this relationship with God. And again, when you are in this love relationship with God, then one response you and I have is, I just want to live for Him. We just want to please Him with our lives. And that then results in a life that's lived out in a consistent, righteous manner. Again, not a perfect life, but a life that is consistent in righteousness. Well, 
That's another answer to the question as to how the Christian can live this way, this life of consistent righteousness. But now, there's one more answer that can be found for us in chapter 3 of 1 John. And we're going to come back and look at this answer the next time we come back together. And so, I so look forward to seeing you again. And you have a blessed weekend. May you find yourself in a Bible teaching church on the Lord's Day, and we will see each other again next week as we spend time in God's Word.